I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Anyway, back at it. We've returned from Connecticut. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just went to Elephant's Trunk. Literally got back today. <laughs> that's my elephant trunk. Yeah, no, that's what I figured. You mm-hmm. did the hand motion too. No one's going to know that though. Mm-hmm. The hand motion really sells it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, Elephant's Trunk was, was fun. Danbury, Connecticut, well, you know, it had its ups and downs. Yeah, I think we were a little ambitious, perhaps, on thinking that we were going to, like, public transit it the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, that, that proved a bit tricky. Well, I mean, it wouldn't have been that bad. I don't... Well... We thought about renting a car. Yeah. We didn't rent a car. No. Because we would have had to go get that car from LaGuardia, and that would have taken the same amount of time that the Metro North to Connecticut was going to take. So mm-hmm. we decided to do the Metro North to save money. Also because we weren't looking for big pieces of furniture. We'll get to what we were looking for, but that was part of our factoring in. Everything that was on our wish list was stuff that we figured we could carry pretty readily. Yeah, and it saved us a ton of money to not rent a car, and we didn't want this to be, like, an expensive endeavor. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to go to a flea market. Yeah, the biggest flea market in New England. True. At that. True. It was pretty big, too, I yeah. would say. So, yeah, we took the train there, except the problem with the train was that when we went to switch trains, it turned into a bus. Mm-hmm. And that... <laughs> not like magic. Like, we got off the train. <laughs> They're like, the train you need, the local isn't running but then it was running so we got on a train then they told us to get back off the train and then they put us on buses yeah so and the bus wasn't inefficient the bus went exactly where we wanted it to go it was just the the debacle of like is it a train is it a bus we don't know (laughs) took a long time yeah that's pretty bad and then i would say that lifts were like available Mm -hmm. in connecticut (laughs) but not plentiful yeah that's a fair assessment. It took us, like, we could get rides, but it would take, like, 11 minutes for the ride to show up. Yeah, sometimes 15. So that was sort of undesirable, I think. Yeah. But to be expected, I mean, we were in fairly rural Connecticut. Even we we were in Danbury proper, but then we were really on, like, the Danbury-Bethel border. So we were in, like, the country as Connecticut gets, as I imagine. I have no concept of the geography of Connecticut, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah. We were in, like, country-ish Connecticut. Stuff was pretty spread out, for yeah. sure. And then we stayed in the La Quinta, and then this morning we got going really early. The reason we went yesterday was so that we could be there at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, not the very, very beginning. <laughs> no. It opens at 4 a.m., but you have to pay $20 to get in because that's when the really serious people go to, like, make their money. Mm-hmm. And we weren't trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But it opens to the public at 7 for $2 a person, and that's what we ended up doing. That's my gate opening sound. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, thanks. Um, that's more of, like, a deli door, though. Yeah, that's what I was imagining. I mean, that's not what it was. No. It was more of like a state fair entrance. Yeah. But 
knows. There's no real sound effect for like a state fair entrance. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah. Like maybe putting the like steel barricades in position. I don't. Were there barricades? Yeah, not like to really barricade people, but to split off. Because if you, so as you went in, you paid, you got a little ticket. But then if you wanted to leave, uh, yeah. you could get a hand stamp to come back. Because people were pretty serious. It was a pretty hype environment. People were like filling up what they could, leaving, getting stamped, dropping their stuff off in their cars, and then walking back in to do more shopping. Or people had wagons and um, carts. There was a whole cart corral, in fact, where you could park your cart while you were going to eat at the various food stands or do whatever it was you needed that you didn't want your cart there for. I don't know. Yeah, I would say that once we got there, the setup was pretty seamless. We were possibly the only people who took a lift to it. Yeah. It wasn't the Brooklyn Flea in that way. <laughs> like, everyone was driving because they were planning on loading up their cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it went kind of without incident, I would say. Like, we got there, and we walked up, and we got in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once we were at the fairground itself or property or whatever. I mean, I'm calling it a fairground because it's pretty expansive. You pointed out you think it was just one person's piece of property that this happened on. Yeah, there was a sign. There was, like, one house on the property, and there was a sign that was, like, if you need someone from the office, please ring this bell, like, on the <laughs> back of their house. Nice. Yeah, so I that's just my what I imagined. I don't know anything about the actual, like, setup of their shit, but, um, but it, it looked like it was just, like, someone lived there and ran this thing as well. Yeah, but it was set up like a fairground. Like, there was all tents, and then there were... Um, gravel gravel alleyways that you would walk up and down and there were like little signs to help direct you the gravel was clutch because it rained the night before and we were really worried it was going to be muddy Mm. and it wasn't muddy at all because they had it set up to really be like walkable yeah which is nice and fairly accessible because the gravel i mean it would be a bumpy ride but you saw people out there like the oh yeah that's true and stuff so that was cool to see in new milford connecticut i think yeah, I thought that it was really well set up and all the vendors were like there and ready because it had opened at four. It wasn't like we were waiting for people to open up, really. That is true. I didn't think about that. But sometimes when we're early to the Brooklyn Flea or something, because we travel from Inwood to get there, people are still setting up and we're like, well, we traveled all this way for it to open at nine when it said it opened or whenever it opens. Yeah. But here everyone was ready and already in full like sales pitch mode. Yeah. That was a nice like vibe because then you like we could just get shopping right away at seven when we rolled up or really seven thirty, i guess i was glad that we went early too because as we were like leaving at 10 30 11 mm-hmm. it was getting really crowded and there were a lot of people out there and we kind hot. of got it was getting hot <laughs> so i feel like even though we had to wake up really early and like stay there the night before that that was the play yeah, I think so, too. If we were to do it again, I would stay there and go early. It is a little nicer, yeah. Less crowded, not as hot. So everything was a bit more chill. And there was more stuff. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, people were seriously yeah. shopping. Like, it was the kind of situation... I mean, I guess most flea markets are like this. And this is my first really big flea adventure. But if you, like... So I had, there's this really fat, fun rolling pin... Oh, yeah. That I was considering buying. And 
it worked out. I don't think we really had space for it and didn't really have a necessarily need for it. Uh, but it was just kind of cool and fun. And so we walked away and I was like, I don't know. Well, maybe let's go back and see what's up with the price. Gone. Yeah. And even we bought baskets, which we'll get to, but there are a few extra left. We bought just what we needed, not the complete set. Came back, gone. Like as soon as you walked away from something, chances are it, it had disappeared. Well, people brought their own wagons, which looked like a good idea. But then also, as you were saying, they had those carts. Mm-hmm. I think that they were providing those carts, right? For like people to borrow on their way out. Either they were or people like the ones that they would push for you. Yeah. Yeah. They had like, there's like high school dudes pushing carts and it was like 10 bucks. You could fill it up and they would push it to your car for you. Yeah. So people were out there to do some serious damage and yeah, stuff was moving fast and people were out there looking at everything. So it was a very serious setup. People were not in there just like browsing. Yeah. And we were sitting by the food on our way out and everyone who came past the food had all of the stuff that they had purchased, you know, like it was very, it wasn't like a window shopping situation. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was really kind of the fun people watching things. I was just seeing what people left with. Yeah. And because we went through everything, we kind of remembered the big pieces that people were walking away with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some good ones. I'd say too. I know I took a picture for the show notes. There's like an anchor for sale. This is a pretty good one for big pieces. Not like yeah. kind of big, but like big ass pieces. Yeah, there was a ton of furniture. And it would have been cool if we needed furniture to go up there with a car and just do it. Because I feel like a lot of times we're kind of disappointed when we go out somewhere in the city and there's not a ton of big stuff, especially if we're on the hunt for big stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was not the case here. If you were on the hunt for a piece of furniture, they definitely had a bunch of options. Like a whole ass anchor. Yes, (laughs) an anchor. But like there was a lot of bedroom furniture there were a lot of chairs and stuff mm-hmm. like coffee cool tables art nouveau did that say right yeah table? that was cool yeah that was a cool table we couldn't have it though no i don't even know that i would want it i feel like it doesn't fit my or our aesthetic it's not really our aesthetic but it was a cool thing to see because it felt like it felt like something i wouldn't otherwise see in the wild you know yeah. <laughs> like it's something i might see like a period piece like you were saying i guess it's big in like the 30s but to actually see it out for sale was like huh like this wasn't art nouveau inspired (laughs) this was straight up flowy with like a see-through centerpiece yeah table yeah there's a lot of quality stuff too i feel like sometimes you'll go somewhere and it'll be like a bunch of 80s cast offs (laughs) and it was not that like the reason this place opens at 4 a.m is because people seriously come here and like do business and buy antiques and things like that Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of good stuff left over just not stuff we were looking for and we went in knowing that Mm -hmm. yeah there's a good um good amount of like knickknack stuff too if that's what you're into like if you're the kind of person who wants to pick through little things you have an eye for, I was telling Jordan this story. A friend of mine who did grad school at SVA, which is a school for uh, visual, visual arts. arts here in New York, had a friend who was in the photography program who they went to a flea market together. She picked out a derogotype that she thought was an original from one of those, like, everything's a dollar baskets. Turns out the derogotype was an original by a photographer who there aren't many originals of, and she sold it for million dollars to like a collector and 
just walked away with I don't even know what the percentile of profit is there, but a pretty high percentile of profit. Um, and if you're the kind of person, maybe you're not going to make a million, but who likes to sift through stuff, there's a good amount of sifting to do too. And that's what I imagine that early crew is a lot of that you were saying that people pay 20 bucks to get in at four. Yeah. That's not really our game so no. much. Um, I just don't know enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to know enough, really. I don't have the eye for that sort of thing, nor am I well-versed in old things in that way. We were mostly there... Well, we were there for a bunch of storage baskets, mm-hmm. which we've talked about a lot of times in terms of our like slow living, not buying plastic sort of thing, which was kind of exciting. I think this has been like my first big shopping outing where I've really been looking for stuff like that. Mm. And that's the sort of stuff I always pass up. I'm like, oh, that's cool, but I don't have anything for it. Right. We looked at every basket they had. Everyone. Yeah, we got the best ones, I think. I think so, too. We, um, I guess let's talk about the baskets. Yeah. They're cool. They're, I don't know how I would explain them. They're like wire baskets. Um, they have, I don't know, I would. they're like industrial in some way because they're numbered. Yeah. But... I think that they're a nice balance between being industrial, but also just kind of being like baskety. We passed up some really cool, they were like drawers for commercial laundry equipment. Yeah. And we liked them a lot, but we didn't know that they would fit and they were really heavy. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't want to like haul them all the way home find out they don't fit find out we can't like move them around <laughs> as easily as we want to but the ones that we bought were very light very easy to move around and a nice size i would say now that we've put our things in them yeah they, they like hold a lot of stuff more than our plastic ones we're holding mm-hmm. which is exciting yeah the heavy ones too the person wanted a lot of money for even if we had talked them down like these baskets we bought were what like 12 a piece and then we got them as part of a bundle yeah the person selling the heavy stuff wanted there are two heavy baskets removed she's asking 30 each or 50 all together which like even if we had talked down a little bit it would still have been more expensive than what i think we got these three baskets for yeah definitely we probably could have talked her down though i would say that the one thing about this that i really liked over ones in the city was that the prices were really good mm-hmm. and the prices were really variable you know like i felt like we could do more of a deal in this situation whereas i feel like the brooklyn fleece stuff is priced you know yeah that's definitely true so i mean because some stuff there is just straight up priced. like some of the brooklyn a lot of the brooklyn fleet i would say are just actual vendors yeah and in this case there was a a lot of bundling going on you'd see people buying like five items mm-hmm. for one lower price or people talking down one item and i would say that was our experience and we felt like we got a really good deal i think it's like the attitude too the people running the little boosts here like i don't think they would want to be at the brooklyn flea right like i think to a degree and maybe not everyone but i would say the people uh, we talked to and overheard were having just as much fun like haggling yeah right like some people were definitely there to play and were like serious estate sale people but i would say some of the booths were just people who had some shit and were trying to sell and like (laughs) have a good time i mean everyone was trying to make money don't get me wrong 
But it seemed like some people were just kind of there, just had some stuff, and were like, oh, all right, I'll sign up for a spot, which is kind of fun. Because, um, like I said, you had the serious people, and then the people just trying to sell stuff were, like, just out there doing their thing. Um, that was a nice kind of environment, both the, the jovialness of it. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> and price-wise, too. Yeah. We were also on the hunt for a shade for the grow light to turn mm-hmm. it into a like light fixture. That hunt continues. Yeah, we saw one, but it's pretty heavy and pretty green. Yeah, it was a green enamel sort of also industrial mm-hmm. shade. And I liked it a lot, but that's not really the color scheme we're going for in there. So mm-hmm. we passed it up. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been too heavy, too. I don't know if that wire would have helped the weight well that's true there was also a much bigger one i don't know if you saw these but they were definitely industrial lights and they were like stainless steel but they were really really big and it would have been kind of a silly scale situation Mm. i don't know if i did see that one that's funny though but i don't know the search continues yeah we'll find that that could be a good like uh i could see us finding that at like a place like dobbin street it's true. Something like that popping up. Yeah. We were looking for maybe a toolbox. Mm-hmm. Saw some contenders. Yeah, I felt like they fell either on the side of being new performance garage toolboxes <laughs> for people who use a toolbox every day, you know, mm-hmm. or antique toolboxes that were really cool but expensive because they were antiques and not really meant to be used anymore. Yeah. And we went kind of in the middle, like a cool one, but also we're going to use it. Yeah. We saw a cool exterior that turned out to be an old cooler. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which is fun. My, uh, it reminded me as soon as we got close, I realized what it was. I, I think I sent you a picture of it last Christmas. My folks have an old cooler for my grandma's house. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice. They're like, cool. Wow. How many times do we say the word cool? Um, like a, a steel exterior. I guess it's probably aluminum cause they're pretty light mm. that exterior. Uh, and it's just some beer brand, like probably one that's out of business now, like shake, like Schaefer, Schaefer, I forget what that S C H A F F something, maybe Schaefer. Uh, in any event. The exterior of this one, this one was smaller than the ones my folks had, which is why it tricked us at first. It seemed more toolbox size than cooler True. size. But then we got close and saw it was up. But that would have been a good price if we got it. was like 40 bucks they were asking. I saw a wooden one as well. Um, and that was the vintage one that was mm-hmm. too expensive for what we were doing. But it had a lot of little drawers, which I liked because I like compartments for things. But... I kind of would have felt bad actually using that one because it was a very nice piece. Mm. So, there were speaking of drawers, a lot of uh, cool. Maybe there, maybe a lot of people got sales from like old mills and stuff in Connecticut, Mass, along like the Connecticut River there, because they're along with the things we got, the baskets. There's a lot of cool different lockers and shelf situations. Some of the bigger pieces that were nice and in good condition and for a good price was a lot of stuff like that. Seemed like factory shelves or factory lockers for workers, things like that. Yeah, there was kind of an industrial, like, salvage 
vibe going on. I think that's also just really in now. People like us like buying those things, and so those are probably the pieces they look for and are featuring at the front of their stalls. But there was some really good stuff out mm. there of that bench that's like a little cabinet for your house, you know, mm-hmm. like in repurposing. Mm. A lot of good weird art too. Nothing we we saw a few contenders. But we did. We, we looked really with. hard for the weird art. Nothing felt right. Yeah. No. I would say the closest was that drawing of a dog. Mm-hmm. I like the Mardi Gras poster a lot. I got a picture of it. Don't even worry. Check it out in the show notes. <laughs> but I agree, it was a little intense. The Mardi Gras poster was borderline scary. Yeah. Um. I like the picture of the dog, but is it weird to like hang pictures of dogs when you don't have a dog? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, that, I don't know. That <laughs> was honestly what stopped me. I was like, Which put it, we'll we're put not it. really like dog people <laughs> because we don't, we've never owned dogs. And so personally, I mean, our families have. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, like if you have to pick a side, which all humans do, <laughs> like we're dog people, but we're dog people without a dog and so i feel like it's weird to like hang dogs mm-hmm. i don't know uh, i don't know we'll put an internet poll up okay. <laughs> i didn't take a picture of the dog i should have mm. i like to be a little aware of it i know some people at flea markets don't like their stuff uh photographed without permission so i try to be chill about that but this seemed no one seemed that problem with it here i guess maybe it's more the brooklyn flea and stuff like that probably because again a lot of them are vendors yeah, I mean, we weren't, like, I think that the reason a lot of that happens is that it creates traffic. If you allow photos, it creates traffic to the booth of people just taking photos, and then oh, that clogs yeah. up people who actually want to buy your things. And so I think if we had been in the way and, like, causing a scene, they probably would have had a problem with it. But, yeah. you know, we were being casual, and it wasn't an Instagram spot. <laughs> yeah, true. Also, the people flow wasn't really too much of a problem. The the gravel like alleyways they made are pretty wide, I'd say. Like even with everyone going around with carts and wagons, I never felt too cramped. Maybe like around the time we were leaving, when people were really flooding in, I might have felt differently. But while we were there, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I felt fine about it as well. I think it wasn't the people flow we're used to in New York, but there was no problem with people flow there. Yeah. And lastly, we were looking for and found... The kitchen stool! It was really exciting. We were in the booth looking at the baskets. It was early on, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I don't know, I felt a little bit like we should pace ourselves because we were going to have to do the whole thing and carry around everything that we bought. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think we already kind of had a sense that stuff was going to go and we needed to make choices. (laughs) So we were in the booth looking at the baskets. We liked these baskets. We were figuring out how many we needed and where they were going to go, pulling them apart, deciding which ones were best. Mm -hmm. And then we saw it. And it was under a bunch of other stuff, so we almost didn't see it. Mm -hmm. You saw it. You were like, is that the kitchen stool? And I was like... That pile of stair banisters? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was under some weird stuff. And the guy was also trying to, like, do a deal and sell some suitcases. So he was (laughs) kind of preoccupied. And I I don't like to go into people's booths and, like, 
touch all of their stuff and start moving stuff around mm -hmm. because probably they've set up the display that way on purpose and also this stuff is like old and kind of delicate and I don't want to just start putting my hands all over it so right. I was like hey does this fold up and he was very nice he was very helpful he was nice he let us like take it over to the side and fold it up and open it and sit on it. Yeah. It was really good. I mean, we have, we've been talking about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. We knew what we wanted. We wanted it to fold up so that we could store it. We mm -hmm. wanted it to be comfortable to sit on. One of the problems with buying old things is that sometimes they're like a little rickety, but <laughs> this was very solid. It's also a step stool, which is nice because we sometimes bring like our big step stool into the kitchen to get stuff and now we won't have to do that dual purpose and we were kind of talking about it because i'm hella lazy and i wanted to be able to sit on the kitchen stool <laughs> and also like cut things at the counter and we weren't sure i've i don't know i don't know if we should have done more measuring before we went in there <laughs> we brought our tape measure but we kind of failed to see like how big the things in our apartment were yeah we didn't pre-measure anything which i don't think was such a big deal for the kitchen stool but might have been useful for finding office baskets and other baskets yeah oh well Next so time. we were kind of trying to decide whether if sitting on this thing one would be able to cut at the counter and we did it and it turns out that it's gonna work out great mm -hmm. now that we have it in the kitchen but it's like the perfect size yeah so I feel really good about it overall. I think that it's like the perfect kitchen stool. And mm -hmm. we actually, everything we bought ended up coming from this guy. So we were able to put everything together and give him like one price on it, mm -hmm. which I think is a pro tip. Mm. If you can do that, if you find something or a bunch of stuff from one vendor and you kind of like pile it all together because pretty pro tip. we paid... 55 bucks for 66 bucks worth of stuff well yeah yeah at least yeah so i liked that i thought it was good yeah yeah i think that's true i'm thinking about that tip i saw a lot of people doing that you mentioned you saw people doing that too it seems to be the way to tackle it in those situations like if you can group stuff and just sell it because part of it, especially the people I was talking about who are just there to get rid of stuff, like, they're just there to get rid of stuff, partially. It's like me trying to sell these Pokemon cards online, which, if anyone wants to buy Pokemon cards, <laughs> you can check my offer up account. Um, but at some point, like, you want to make money, but you also are there to, like, get rid of inventory, right? I think also if you shop estate sales, often you buy all your stuff at once. Mm. You know, you'll like buy a whole box worth of stuff, especially knickknacks and stuff. So it doesn't hurt you to get rid of it all at once because you didn't have a per item price on it, probably. That's a really good point to think about that. So, yeah, I thought it was a fun time. Um, I Would we go every year? Mm. Good question. It required a lot of stamina. Yeah, the traveling required a lot of stamina. Our way back... We took a lift all the way, so we had to transfer, but the trains, well, it would have been a bus still again, <laughs> so the train bus that is supposed to take us to South Norwalk, which is just a stop, so uh, let me backtrack, so Metro North runs express trains and local trains, so getting to Danbury would have taken a local train, but you have to transfer at an express station, 
we took the lift from New Milford to the express station because the local route bus trains run every like three hours and the express trains run every half hour and we were just like fuck it yeah so we spent 50 bucks on a lift lifted for an hour uh and took an express train home which really once we once we just committed to that plan went very smoothly i would say we got home very fast in time for a nap which yeah. is quite nice. Um, we basically got home at the time that the train would have been leaving Danbury had we waited for the train bus at Danbury. Yeah. Which was nice. <laughs> the train bus. I like that this is just the lexicon <laughs> now. Uh, so it just took, yeah, a lot of stamina. Going, I really I really liked being at the thing itself. That's maybe, true, yeah. Maybe it's worth just throwing money down on a rental car and doing the damn thing as opposed, but I don't even know. I don't know if that would have been any more or less. It's hard because as we were turning in, as our lift was turning in to go there, we we were behind some people from New Jersey. We don't know where in New Jersey, clearly, because we don't know them. Yeah, but we have talked about these people a lot and, like, idolized them, so carry on. <laughs> Just know that, like, this has been an ongoing conversation. And they were, they had driven, I assumed, from New Jersey that morning. From to, their New Jersey home. <laughs> yeah, to go to this thing. And we got there at the same time, and they probably had to leave New Jersey at like four in the morning. But that seemed, in some ways, like a chiller way to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we have that sort of stamina to start driving at four in the morning and get to Connecticut, but... That seems like the alternative to the way that we did it. The kind of polar opposite of our life choice. And I don't know if that would make it a better or worse experience. But there was a bit of stress, I would say, on the getting there. On the logistics of, like, leaving the city and getting to Connecticut for this thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I felt stress, per se. Because I knew we were going to do it. Like, we had all the means to do it. We budgeted enough money to like yeah do it it was more just tedious like really we were sitting on the on that train that was supposed to leave and they made the announcement that we had to go back to the bus it's like oh man <laughs> we're in it now now this is like a transit misadventure yeah it felt very frustrating the transit situation or like the unpredictability of the transit situation i feel like when we're in the city and you know weekend trains and trains running on different tracks and stuff like that we're more adaptable but like even on the way back we caught the express train and the one that we caught said it wasn't going to the stop we needed to go to and then we got to the stop we needed to go to and it let us off yeah so like I don't know. That was it wasn't hard per se, but it was just frustrating and the plan kept like changing. Yeah, true. And stuff was just taking longer than we wanted it to. Yeah, in theory we should have been able to have just taken the express to the local we needed and get to Danbury, lift to the hotel at the Danbury station. And as simple as that sounds, the Metro North decided to say, Fuck you guys. <laughs> Hold my beer. Watch this, <laughs> and proceeded to derail, for lack of a better term, that plan. Uh, really, both ways. Um, to be fair, we didn't give it a chance on the way back because we were just like, "Not today, Satan." Yeah, I don't think it deserved a chance. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If there's any fairness involved, but this is about elephants' truck, not our woes with the MTA and the Greater 
metro transit systems. Yeah, I thought Elephant's Trunk was great. I guess just for people, if they are in the city, thinking about doing this thing. It's not like going down to the Brooklyn Flea. It's yeah. not like going to Grand Bazaar. Like, it was a whole-ass weekend trip for kind of like a few hours of being there. I would say we did the whole thing in about three hours, which felt like the amount of time we wanted to be there. I felt like we did everything we went there to do. We saw everything we wanted to see. We got a great breakfast sandwich. Yeah, that was really good. Um, but it, it was a lot of effort for that. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. Would we do it again? Maybe. Possibly. Would we do it differently if we did it again? Yeah. But the event itself, I had a lot of fun while I was there. I thought all the pieces we saw, all the pieces we got, rather, were great, and then saw a lot of other really cool pieces that we just don't need at this point, but was like, oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. What's the coolest thing you saw that we didn't need? Hmm. Mine's that oh. our, our Nouveau table. Mine is that um, wet floor sign. Ah, that was a good one. Oh, my God. There was this fantastic vintage wet floor sign, and it had, like, it was tin on both sides, Mm -hmm. but the actual, like, caution wet floor part was kind of small. Mm -hmm. And then it had these hairpin legs, and it was so cute. Yeah, it's a good piece. But we don't really have wet (laughs) floors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of sign art there or a lot of signs that were intended to be purchased as sign art. And I just feel like sign art isn't really our vibe. Like we wouldn't hang a wet floor sign on our wall, you know. Um, But that's a piece that I hope went to someone who really loves it because that was a very cool thing that I've never seen before. Yeah, it's great. Should have taken a picture. That's true. But yeah, that was a good one. I think mine was that table, like I described earlier. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I saw. That I was like, whoa. But not really. There was a lot of cool stuff. There was a lot of cool stuff. And there was a lot of, like, cool bad stuff, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is part of the fun of flea markets. Stuff you're probably never going to buy, but is, like, funny to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of cool old books stands. Like there's the Postal History of Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which is cool. But then also there was this old school herbology book, like Herbs for Healing, mm-hmm. with a wacky 60s, 70s cover, which was a cool find, too. It would have been like, I'm not really in the market for one right now because I have a lot of projects going on. It would have been a good like found poem activity to keep that cover art and then like do some work with the interior. Yeah, I think that wet floor sign and the Art Nouveau table are my two favorites. The wet floor sign was a good one. That's a good call. It was really good, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at APT26Podcast. See you next time.